This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back in to the drive on 610 Sports Radio. Pete Sweeney hanging out with Nate Taylor of The Athletic. we got Rob Brenton behind the glass. We're filling in for our guy C-Dot, who's currently at the Cotton Bowl Classic, trying to root Missouri to a win over Ohio State. This is actually the final hour and a half or so of the drive for 2023. So we will, in a sense, be ringing in the new year with you uh, for the next uh, hour and a half. I want to talk about T. Higgins, Nate, and, you know, we just mentioned Jamar Chase and all the negative things he was saying about this Chiefs team and trying to rile them up, and here was T. Higgins on playing at Arrowhead Stadium. Man, it, it, it's always fun playing against these guys, you know. We know it's, uh, it's always a challenge, you know, especially playing out there at Arrowhead, man. Yeah, playing out there feel like, feels, feels like a college game, you know, uh, just how, how, how their fans are, you know, dialed in, um, you know, with the, when they do the tomahawk chop or, you know, just third down when it's loud, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that that type of feeling gives you chills, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. I feel like you all in college all over again. So uh, definitely, definitely, definitely is a big game. If you're a Bengals fan and you hear that from T and you know that he's becoming a free agent in 2024, Nate, what are you thinking? What does this man know that we don't know? <laughs> Has he got, he got them chirping? A little nudge? A little, little hey, uh... CBS, when this game ends on on Sunday, let me see who T's talking to. <laughs> You're going to be on T Watch. I kind of am because right. that is going above what is normally the case for a guy trying to, you know, suggest how fun it is to play at a certain place. Like 
we were we were inside the locker room, Pete. Nobody said that about Lambeau Field. You know, right. like hey, it's historic, it's cool. We don't really go there. I love their fans. What? what? <laughs> like, it feels like a college stadium. Of course, if you guys don't know, T. Higgins uh, played at LSU, which is obviously in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is the stadium called? I got to look it up. But, like, basically the LSU Tigers, uh, when they have a night game, it is very uh, – it's a, it's a nice spectacle to watch on, like, you know, uh, CBS or on television – uh, whether it's ESPN or whatnot, but you know, I, I just I just happened to look this up, Pete, while while uh, while T was talking. I'm looking at the free agents, right, at the receiver position uh, through over the cap. Uh, T is one of the youngest free agents next year. Has had multiple thousand yard seasons already as well. Uh huh. And I'm just saying, T Higgins, Gabriel Davis, Donovan Peoples Jones. Chase Claypool, <laughs> McCole Hardman. You're going to have these Chiefs fans driving off the road pretty soon here. <sighs> Can I interest you in Paris Campbell? He's 27. Michael Pittman Jr., also 27. What I'm getting at is the Chiefs should probably make a call. Yeah. And I, it, it does seem, and you know, I know it's just very light right now, but it does seem from the Higgins camp that there is going to be interest there and you mentioned all these names and I I think that's important because we've looked at this regime with with Brett Veach and you look at that defense in 18 yeah they went and fixed it heading in the 19 you looked at that miserable offensive line in 2020 and it was reinforced in 2021 I think we're in agreement here right Nate like they're not only going to draft a receiver but they're going to get one of these guys to pair with Rasheed Rice for next year they definitely should. Um, and, of course, we don't know everybody who can be released for salary cap reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just announcing guys who are free agents as right. of right now because their contracts are expiring. So that's, again, Curtis Samuel and Braxton Berrios. And, you know, uh, he was he was somewhere here on my list, uh, K.J. Osborne. So, like, look. T. Higgins is the best player of 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 the group. Um, been very productive. Uh, even with Jamar Chase out, he's played very well um, at times. So whether that's with Jake Browning, who's the backup quarterback for the Bengals, who will play on Sunday, or uh, of course Joe Burrow, this this tells me that with what the Chiefs have tried to do in previous off seasons, like you uh, laid out there, Pete is. Um, you don't just attack one problem in one particular way. You you mm-hmm. use every avenue available to you. So I don't know if the Chiefs will draft a receiver in like the first round, but in back-to-back years, they selected a receiver in the second round of the yeah. draft. So yeah. who knows if it's another second-round pick or perhaps a third-round pick. But um, I don't know what it's going to cost for T. Higgins. That's kind of hard to, you know, make a real projection now. Uh, before the you know before we understand what the salary cap number is going to be next year, uh, but yeah, you could say, hey, I think Chiefs fans will be thrilled if they were to land T. Higgins, um, and say a third round, you know, receiver, right, to pair with, uh, as we've said earlier, Rasheed Rice, their best receiver so far, and also knowing that you have Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony still on rookie contracts. It'll be an interesting offseason because I, I know that we spend so much time 
discussing wide receiver, but there's going to be a few needs for the Chiefs, right? Like we're kind of assuming that <clears throat> Wanye Morris is going to be the guy at left tackle. I think they're still evaluating and, and seeing it. You know, can he be good enough to be your everyday starter? He has to be right now, right? Because he's the top option. You also look uh, at the tight end position, Oof. right? Like, is it time to maybe go and get that successor, you know, for Travis Kelsey? I look at the defensive side of the ball. Like, what are they doing with Willie Gay and Nick Bolton? And then I tend to think that this is Chris Jones's final days with the Chiefs right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I that just seems to be going in that direction. So you're also going to need a defensive tackle. So, like, I know I I do believe the Chiefs will address receiver, but and I I I think that is going to be one of the primary needs. But there's actually a lot of team building, roster building that this regime is going to have to do to make sure you're putting Patrick Mahomes in a position where you're not, you know, as fans like to say, wasting one of these years. They want to try to be competitive and vie for the top of the AFC every year, and there's going to be a lot of needs for this team. Yeah, and last year we kind of saw it. They, they've in previous years, they've gone in tandems, in, in particular in free agency, right? Um, so last year, for context purposes, they went with Jawan Taylor and Charles Aminihue. Uh They addressed both of the lines. Um, in the 2019 year, as they tried their best to revamp the defense, it was trading for Frank Clark and signing um, Tyron Matthew in free agency. Uh, the year before that, it was obviously Sammy Watkins, um, they're going to try to, I think, do a tandem of, hey, is it an interior guy or is it an edge guy? Um, I'll just name, again, some names here. Brian Burns will be a free agent. Uh, Chase Young. Uh, there's a chance that A.J. Epinesa maybe gets to the to the market, um, who's one of those sort of underrated players who's obviously playing well at times. Josh Allen, uh, not the quarterback the pass rusher from Jacksonville. Like, he is set to be a unrestricted free agent. So, uh, again, can you pair a a receiver with somebody on defense? Or if you want to um, if you want to go edge versus, and receiver, then maybe you can retain either Willie Gay or Nick Bolton to a, you know, somewhat team-friendly extension. But they got, they got a multitude of issues. Um, you know, people have asked us before, I'm sure – uh, I wonder how you, I guess you feel on this, Pete. I know we're running up against it, but there probably is a greater chance of them franchise tagging uh, Legereus Sneed than Chris Jones, which leads to your point of Chris Jones might not be here next season. Yeah, I, I don't know what ends up happening with that. I, I tend to think that if Chris Jones is going to move on, the Chiefs have maintained the right to tag him, and so maybe you could get some draft compensation back. If Correct. You, but then you're tying up that money again, right? Correct. Like we've seen the same type of thing that, you know, in each offseason. It makes it tricky because – you know, you need the money to spend on other positions, and so you want to have that resolved as quickly as possible. It'd be very, very interesting offseason for the Chiefs um, in, in just determining what they do at, at these key positions. Really quickly on the receivers uh, for the Chiefs currently have, we know Rasheed Rice is going to be here. Uh, I know it might frustrate some fans, but they're not giving up on Sky Moore. Sky nope. Moore will be in the back of that room, <clears throat> but trying to uh, find find a role. Uh, I look at the rest of the room, and I just – I don't know. I mean, right, like Justin Ross is probably here. I could see where Justin Watson would come back on a deal. Marquez Valdez-Scantling will be elsewhere. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. I wonder about Richie James and his opportunities. Will he want to yeah. go elsewhere? Kadarius Tony is an, an interesting player, you know, because he's still under contract, and I just wonder how many of these current receivers will, will still be in the mix uh, in 2024. 
the best thing for Kadarius Tony is he might not make the roster next season. It's crazy that that we're in that place, but I agree with you. And of course, we all know he missed all of training camp this year. So hey, if you want to make the roster for 2024 and you're on the roster entering the 2024 season, uh, he needs you know. The, the most fascinating thing about Kadarius Tony is he has never had a good training camp in his NFL career. Never. No. So if he wants to stay on the roster uh, and, again, find a role similar to Sky Moore, he might have to, you know, do the full offseason. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, Kadarius, but you might have to do the full offseason and preseason before you can um, solidify your spot because, of course, um, it's $2.5 million. Uh, it's not nothing. But it's it is a decision where you could come down to cut down day and say, hey, look, he doesn't yeah. he hasn't earned the right to stay on the team, even though everybody knows he's talented when he does get the ball in his hands. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.